Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Welcome to our brand new series, How to Reduce Teacher Stress and Create Work-Life Balance. I cannot wait to dive into this series with you. It's going to be five weeks long, and we have so many exciting um, aspects of this topic that we are going to explore together. But we wanted to start with Scripture and consider, as believers, how should we be thinking about work rest, balance? What does God have to say about this? What does the Bible have to say about this? And there's a whole lot we could say in answer to that question. But I found it very helpful to use the big picture story framework to go through and consider a question like this. And that's what we're going to do together today. And if you're part of our first series, um, we did this with challenges. We considered creation, corruption, the cross, and then consummation or glory. We're going to go through the same framework again. And I hope that this will, first of all, be helpful for you in considering this topic of what is, how should I be thinking about work and rest and balance? But also, I hope that you'll kind of get used to this framework and start thinking it through for yourself when you run into questions in your own life. So let's go through here. First of all, we're going to start with creation. Then we're going to talk about the fall or corruption, redemption or the cross, and consummation or glory. Um, If you use the four C's, it can kind of help you remember them. These are the four biggest events in redemptive history, and they help us think through what has been happening and what is going to happen. So first of all, creation. And the question here is, how was this initially? And when we think of work and rest, God instituted both of them. He instituted work, he instituted family life, he instituted rest, and he called all of them good. So a couple verses to help us with this. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. I do think sometimes we think that work is part of the fall, but it's not. Work was created before the fall. Work was good. Work was a gift given to man, um, to mankind. And so work is good. It is God-given. But rest is also good, and it's also God-given before the fall. Genesis 2, 2 2-3. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. We're talking about his work of creation. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Did you hear that repetition? It said he rested about three times in there. Um, And it also represents... Um, emphasized by repetition, the work that he had done is also repeated about three times in there. So God worked and rested, and then man was given the pattern to work and rest. And it's just really interesting to think about this pattern of work and rest was given in perfection, in utopia, in the Garden of Eden, 
man was supposed to work and rest. So they're both good. And in Eden, it would have been perfect. They, it would have been in perfect balance, in perfect, absolute harmony. But of course, we don't live in Eden, do we? Because of the fall or corruption, if we're using our C's. So what happened to work and rest and family life after the fall? Well, we know that work specifically is cursed at the fall, right? Um, God says, um, now work will be cursed. Now thorns and thistles, and you'll have to work by the sweat of your brow, right? It's going to be difficult now. Let me grab that um, exact reference for us here real quick. All right, here it is. Uh, Genesis 3, 17. And to Adam, he, the Lord said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. We don't always think about the implications of this um, because we think, well, I'm, you know, okay, it's the ground is cursed, you know, I'm not a farmer, so, you know, okay. But the reality is that it's not just the ground that was cursed, work was cursed. Work was supposed to be good and fulfilling and perfect. And now um, mankind's, you know, greatest work, his his work, day-to-day work, has been cursed. Now it's going to be done in pain and with sweat. And there's going to be all kinds of impediments in this case, thorns and thistles, but it applies to any work. There's impediments that come up and frustrate us that make work difficult. That is part of the curse. Um, And then, of course, there's sin, right? Sin comes in and makes everything really, really difficult. Now, rest has also been messed up by the curse of the fall, right? The Sabbath rest was a gift from God um, given, instituted at creation, but then reaffirmed in the law, right? But now our sin and our failings and just the brokenness of this world and the brokenness of our minds and our bodies, it makes it a lot harder to really experience rest, right? (laughs) We try to rest. It can be hard. So because of sin and then the curse of sin, our balance of work and rest is really off. And we also battle all kinds of sins in our mind. We battle laziness. We battle pride. We battle fear. We battle self-sufficiency. All of these things and many more come up to plague both our work and our ability to rest, and then our and our and our ability to work at school, and then also our ability to work in the home. Right when we say work, that applies both to work at school and our work at, in our home or other work that we're given. So, to recap where we are so far, God made both work, family life, rest perfect and good, but they've been really messed up. They're broken now because of sin and its curse. The third area we want to consider that we considered creation, corruption, or the fall, now the cross. In other words, what difference does it make that Jesus came, died on the cross, and is now sanctifying us? Well, it makes a huge difference because 
God is transforming our hearts and starting the slow process of sanctification, which is bringing us back to his original plan. And we're not going to get to his original plan completely in this life. We're going to get to that in a second. But he is giving us the ability to live more the way that he originally intended. Let's think for a second of Christ's example. Christ is an incredible example of work and rest and caring for others in perfect balance. Christ showed us, modeled how to do this. He served people repeatedly and selflessly over and over again. Yet he also often withdrew to rest and to pray. And we might get into this some more later, but it's interesting. He didn't withdraw when there were no more people that wanted him, when everything was done. No, he said, I need I need to withdraw now. <laughs> he left the crowds. He left all the people that, he left the work that was so important. He said, I need to withdraw. And also interestingly, Praisha Jordan points this out. He didn't go take a bubble bath. He prayed. <laughs> the, the thing he needed, the rest he needed most was communion with his father. And I think that's an incredible example to us. Um, but the point here is that Christ perfectly balanced work and rest. And when we are in Christ, God is beginning his work of sanctification in our hearts, and it should affect every area of our life, including our work and our rest and our balance. And so he, the Holy Spirit, is at work in us and wants to produce in us Christ-like thoughts and habits in relationship to our work and to our rest. So this is an area that we might not often think has spiritual significance, but it does. God wants to redeem everything in our lives. And this is one area that he wants to redeem too. So if you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I feel so stressed. I feel so frustrated. I feel so out of balance. That is definitely something we should be praying about and asking God to align our thoughts and our actions with his. And we might not even know exactly what that looks like, but when we pray, God, help me have the right balance, have the right view of work, have the right view of rest to do to do all of this for your glory. Help me know what that should look like. God loves to answer those prayers. He loves to start working in our lives and to start making us more like Christ in the areas that we ask him to. So that's where we are right now. We're living in the world. It's often referred to as the already but not yet, meaning God is already at work in us to produce that Christ-like balance of work and rest. But we're not there yet, and we'll never fully arrive in this life. Sin and its curse and the brokenness in this world will always interrupt and will never allow us to reach perfection now, but we can get a lot closer than we currently are. But that's why there's a final C, right? We did creation, corruption, the cross, and finally consummation. In other words, when God brings everything to its final consummation in heaven, in glory, in his kingdom, what will work in family life and rest look like then? Well, family life is obviously going to look really different, but this concept of work and rest in heaven, in glory, we will, everything will be perfectly balanced. And I will say the Bible does not specifically say that we will do work in heaven and in the kingdom, but I think there's very good reason to think that we probably will. 
we're just speculating here. But if if work existed before the fallen utopia in Eden, it's very likely that we will be creative and work and and do things in the kingdom as well. It's like I said, I'm not going to be dogmatic about that, but it's highly likely. And I and we know that everything will be perfect. So assuming that there is work, work and rest will be perfectly proportioned back how they were in the garden. Without sin, and without its curse, messing anything up. So that's where we're headed. One day that will be there. We're not there yet, but by God's grace, we can get closer, and one day we will experience that. So what do we do with all these thoughts? You might think, okay, Linda, that was interesting. We kind of walked through that. Why did we take the time to do this? Well, because it's helpful for us to think through what's going on. And, And the bottom line is that God has called you to teach. That's really important. But he's also put other important priorities in your life that are also an important part of your life's work. So when we talk about work, we're not just talking about school. We're also talking about your family work, your homework, your church work, the relationships he's put in your life, outreach. All of that is is really important as well. And so we can't afford to allow teaching to take over everything. We need to balance not only we need to balance our work, and then we also need to balance that with times of rest. Another thing that comes to mind is our work with our, our walk with God rather is vital. We need to walk with God and be spending time with him. And so is rest. And honestly, I think. I think a lot of the rest mentioned in scripture is supposed to match up with our walk with him. I think we're supposed to be using our rest time to commune with him more than we probably do. Um, But regardless, work is vital. Rest is vital. Work, family, and rest are all good gifts from God. And that's what I hope that we can see. I hope you're taking away work is good, rest is good, family is good. But because of sin and its curse, they are now fraught with challenges, and that's why they're so difficult to balance. It's because of the brokenness of sin. One day in glory, we will experience the perfect balance of all the priorities God gives us. But in the meantime, we should be encouraged that God is at work in us in this area along with many others. And so we should seek him. We should seek his will in this. We should pray about this area and we should yield to him as the spirit leads. And a final word in this regard, we can also rest in his grace. The grace of Christ covers every area of our lives. And so we can rest in thankfulness that God is at work and that we, when we mess up, there is forgiveness and there is grace and that God does not give up on us. He keeps working in our hearts. I'm going to mention to you, um, as we finish up here, one resource for you, and then I'm going to lead you in a time of focused prayer where we can actually pray through some of those things together. So first thing I want to do is I want to invite you, if you're saying, Linda, this has been amazing, um, what does the tangibles look like? We are preparing a free training coming up here on January 16th called Five Five Time-Saving Practices to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. And it's going to take some of these things that we're talking about more in theory theory here, and it's going to really um, break down some of the practicalities of that. And so um, you can sign up for that at teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. That's teachfortheheart.com slash balance training.
Let's take a moment to pray now, and then we'll talk about our discussion question and what's coming next week. So let's pray together. Father, thank you that you created both work and rest and gave them both to us as your good gifts. Teacher, take a moment and thank God for both work, family, priorities, and also for his gift of rest. Now consider some of the challenges, difficulties that you are facing when it comes to balancing work at school, work at home, and times of rest. Take a moment and just talk to God about some of the challenges that you're experiencing. Take a few moments now to ask God to work in these areas, to open your mind and your heart to the balance that he would have you experience. Um, Just ask him to work. Either if you know specifics, ask him to work in specifics. If you're not sure, just ask him to do what only he knows you need. And Father, we thank you that you care about every area of our life and that you want your Holy Spirit and your grace to cover everything and to impact every area. We pray that you will work in each of our hearts and lives. Show us what balance looks like. Show us how to make that happen when we feel like we don't know how. And I pray that you'll use um, this podcast as a resource. Um, please uh, make it may it make it a blessing, Father, to teachers. And may you show each of us what you would have for us in our own lives. We thank you that you're going to work. We thank you that you are already working. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to remind you all as well that as you're doing these prayers, if I come back with the next prompt before you're finished praying, hit pause. You're always more than welcome to do that. Just hit pause and keep praying and then come back to the next prompt when you're ready. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Before you go, I want to invite you to join the discussion about this episode. Here is this week's discussion question. How does considering how work-life balance has changed from creation to the fall to the cross and then future glory, how does that affect how you think about work and rest in your own life? So hop on over and join the discussion either in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook or in the blog post for this episode or actually for this entire series at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. So this entire series, the blog post, the discussion question, all the notes and links can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. And then one again, once again, we invite you to join our free training, five time-saving practices to stop feeling overwhelmed, specifically for teachers at Teach for the 
teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. Teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. And we'll also link to it at the blog post series uh, for the series at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. Next week, we will be back um, with a important conversation about how we cannot do everything why it's so important to recognize that, and then what? how to kind of get rid of some obstacles where we don't want to believe that, and then how we can work that out. Um, so definitely join us back again next week. Teacher, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to talk with you next week. In the meantime, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on Him and teach for the heart. 